Hey guys, welcome to D&D uh, Smart Talks podcast. Today we are so excited to have David. David has been a disruptor and an innovator across range of technologies uh, driven market over the past 30 years. He's a proven leader and and built and scaled and sold companies from startups to global enterprise generating 3.75 billion of cumulative gain for investors and management teams. I was introduced to David when his son Andrew was an in internet collaborator, a global platform for collaborators between global engineers and innovators. I was an early member and met many creative people around the world and worked on a lot of super interesting projects over there. Today David is a CEO and co-founder of Exchange Point based in New York uh, and recently joined as a chairman board of Isolate, a cybersecurity company developing web and browser isolation technology. isolation technologies among many of the other project he is supporting as a mentor to many startups and entrepreneurs and ceos david we are so excited to have you here and yeah well thank you john i look forward to uh to talking to you about um what uh, what i've done in the past and what i'm doing in the future and try to share any insights i might have for younger people who want to uh be entrepreneurs super exciting thank you so much david uh yeah can you have worked in so many technologies and you know over the past 30 years can you can you walk us through your journey of being an entrepreneur sure well i got my start um on wall street i was a wall street technology guy i um i started off running the trading floor technology for a company called drexel burnham trading and then i went on to do that for a company called mills and allen and then um ended up uh working on the technology plans for the four commodities exchanges in in new york and what happened through that journey is i <clears throat> i learned um, a few things and i was going to grad school for technology at nyu at the time so i was completely immersed in technology very hands on and that, there's a huge benefit um to you know when you're really working that at at you know every day all day 12 14 16 hours and then in your part time you're studying the stuff you have a real advantage in 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 basically seeing what's happening in the market so after a number of years one of the things i noticed i started two business i started a web hosting business um um it was a communications company that that morphed into a web hosting business and we sold that to a strategic investor but that was early on there was essentially nobody uh doing that we 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 had customers like yahoo and sony online very early so i saw kind of a lot of the trends because i was working closely with the technology but in the financial markets specifically um i uh, after you know spending 10 years uh walking trading floors i saw this huge void meaning it was so hard to deliver content um to the financial trading floors so i started a company called ixnet ixnet which was a global financial industry extranet which would allow a trading floor to connect once and receive um any of the content and connectivity that they needed um to be able to transact and that business ultimately we took public and then we sold it um for several billion dollars to uh, to a strategic and then after that john what happened is i was like wow okay i'm going to take all this experience of uh that i have of building companies running management teams and i'm going to get into the investment business 
And uh, for the next 15 to 20 years, I was a private equity guy. I was JP Morgan's uh, private equity tech guy through a, their private equity practice called One Equity Partners. And I also um, made um, a lot of um, venture tech investments along the way because in the, the JP Morgan realm, they were looking to put large amounts of money to work. But I also was very interested in startups. So I always dabbled in investments in areas that, that weren't the right fit for, for JP Morgan. So I was, I had the benefit of having investments in small businesses and then investments in larger tech companies. And this ran across, you know, content, financial tech, communications, security, you name it. Um, you know, we, we had a, a wonderful, uh, uh, journey. I had a wonderful journey at, at, um, at, at one equity. And now, uh, what I'm doing is doing what I really love is help is, you know, starting businesses and helping entrepreneurs and management teams build something from scratch. I, I love identifying market on opportunities, um, putting business plans together to go after those opportunities, uh, surrounding those opportunities with world-class management teams. And that's really what I, I love to do. I'm a, I'm a builder and it's just, it's, it's just so much fun, um, to be part of something, uh, from the beginning. So that's kind of what I've been up to, John. And, um, you know, I, 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 I get up, get up every morning excited to go and, and dig into the things I'm doing. And that's, uh, that's what's most important. That's very insightful, you know, even after being so much, uh, you know, so long in this tech industry, you, you are still excited. It's like the first day for you. And I think like you kind of like identify the need, build a business on this and then you scaled it up. I think it's such an important thing to take away from your journey that, you know, people can learn about, you know, how, how to f- uh, do things, what you love. And, you know, when you kind of find that you kind of do it for so long, you're still, you know, so excited about it. Um, uh, like, what is that currently you're super excited about now? Well, I have two projects that I'm, I'm really, um, I have a few projects actually that I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. So I'll take you in order. One is a company called Pax8. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that business, uh, is, is just fascinating. Um, because what they're doing is they're reinventing, um, the supply chain of how IT uh, cloud services are delivered to end users. So what they've done is they built a e-commerce platform, much like you might say Amazon has done or Etsy has done or, you know, you name it, um, for delivering cloud services. So if you, um, a cloud service provider, you cl- connect your, um, your, your applications to this platform. And then there's roughly about 15,000 MSPs, these are channel partners, IT channel partners, who can then go to all of their customers and sell all the cloud services that their customers may require through a a single portal. And that business is just absolutely growing like a weed. And why? Well, you know, think of the shift to the cloud. So as the shift to the cloud happens, people want convenient ways to consume cloud services and they they have become um, a fantastic way for the small and medium-sized business and the small MSP to be able to deliver these services. All this stuff used to be a physical world, right? 
And now it's all in a virtual world, which is great because it can massively scale. It's got different economics associated with it. It's all recurring revenue. It's a wonderful business model. So um, we just recently cl- closed on a, another round. So we have plenty of capital to grow. The business has been growing 100% a year for the last couple of years. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. So that's one one project. Another project I'm working on is something called Exchange Point. And this is a sort of a 2.0 of my IXNet um, business that we created 20 years ago. We went back and looked at um, <clears throat> over the last year, we we looked at the financial markets and we said, OK, what has changed and how can we make it easier for financial markets to to connect to each other? <clears throat> and we realized that that by um, putting these optical exchange points, these very high speed interconnection points in common data centers where financial firms already exist, that we can um, flatten out the supply chain, literally probably eliminate 90 percent of the connectivity in the marketplace, improve the speed and security. So that's another business that we're really, really excited about launching. We're out. Um, capital raising um, as we speak with that on that business. And then the third, the third company I'm involved in um, is a company called Isolate. And this is a security tech company and they have done something that no one else has done is they, they are a, a endpoint security company. So think of your phone, your desktop, your laptop protecting you from threats. There's a lot of people in it. It's a crowded space, but they've come up with a different way of of protecting you. What they do is they have shrunk down the security gateway function, which is the the policy around how you protect an end user into a little applet that attaches to any browser that you have. So it's running on your machine. It's not running in the cloud. And because of that, it's really efficient. It can make decisions locally. And the second, one of those decisions it can, can make is to isolate um, content. <clears throat> What's interesting about that is that a vast majority of the threats that we we have on our endpoint on our devices come from the the web. And the problem is is that we are directly connected to all these unknown sources. So there's data, ones and zeros, passing between the networks, these unsafe networks, and you know our devices. So we're constantly trying to find ways to look at those you know, streams of data and find the bad stuff. Well, these guys said, you know what, let's come up with a different way of doing this. And what they do is when you type in a URL, for example, to YouTube, the URL gets hijacked through that little, um, that little applet that's tied to your, your browser, which takes about 30 seconds to download. So it's very easy to get, to get this protection. And what it does is it, it sends it to the cloud the isolate cloud, the isolate cloud then tags it, sends it up to Yahoo. Yahoo then sends the requested content down. And then what they do is they pixelize that content into an image and they ship the image to you. So you never have data. You're never talking to or touching data. You're completely isolated from the web. And now that may sound easy, but think about, you know, 4K video coming down, pixelizing that data with with Kodak's. And making sure you still have lip syncing because there can be no degradation in service. And also think about having an image that you're looking rather than data and you're moving your cursor over it. Well, you have to be able to follow the image now, not the data. So 
this is uh, there's a lot of magic in this, but this is a completely new way of protecting um, endpoints that's we believe vastly superior um, to you know the old way that people uh, would do it. So there's three companies: Pax8, Exchange Point, and Isolate. That um, you know, Pax8, I'm a board member and an investor. Um, Ice uh, Exchange Point. Um, and a founder and investor and CEO and chairman and, um, and isolate. I'm an investor and I'm, uh, also the chairman. So these are three projects that I'm very active in and I'm incredibly excited. One's in the e, the cloud e-commerce space. One is in the fintech communication space and the other one is in the security tech endpoint security space. So they're, they're all, um, in the tech domain, but they're in different stacks. Yeah, that's awesome. I think like data security, customer experience, and, you know, and the content delivery is such an important part these days. And there's such a big need of, you know, focusing on cybersecurity when all of our data, you know, all of our information is on the cloud. So I think you are doing such an impactful work. It's going to like, you know, keep us all our data secured and everything. Uh, David, like over the years, I, I've learned that, you know, for innovation to happen, it's about the team formation, team building. And like in a previous podcast, we were talking to Stephen, uh, he mentioned that, you know, innovation is such a more thing about people and less about the subject. Like what are your thoughts about, you know, team forming and how this team forming and collaboration has changed, you know, now people are working from home. Well, um, this, that's just an absolutely fantastic question and something that's really important. And I would tell you that, um, maybe more important than a brilliant idea <laughs> is, um, building a collaborative team around the idea to give you the best chance to execute on it. And there is no substitute for having, um, a world class team that collaborates well together. And there's been all kinds of studies and there's books uh, on this and I won't spend time on it, but there, I remember a speaker talking about something called the super chicken. Mm-hmm. And um, she was a psychologist and she studied collaboration and mm-hmm. found that of all the things that were important to startups, that, that the teams that were best at collaborating had the highest probability of success and she ref- she referred back to this study that was done on chickens. So they took these chickens and they divided them into the most productive leg-egging chickens and the least productive leg-egging chickens. And then they bred them over many generations, which doesn't take that long because the gestation period on chickens is very fast. And so they put all the really productive ones and they they bred them and then they took the unproductive ones that were producing less eggs and bred them. And naturally one would think – that at the end of this, that um, the the better chickens um, became more productive. And, well, of course, I wouldn't be telling you if that was the case, right? <laughs> so, like, uh, you know, in the classic Freakonomics sense, uh, of course, the less productive ones became more productive. Now, why? Because they collaborated. And mm-hmm. on the other side, these, these aggressive chickens that were, you know, good at producing eggs, um, they fought, they, they didn't, they didn't collaborate and then, and they, killed each other and all this kind of stuff and, and ended up not um, being very productive. And so this led her on this whole journey. She wrote some books and she's a, I forget her name, but um, it'll be out 
I'll dig it up for you. But my point of all of that is, is that um, one of the things you said, you know, if you have a management team with a super chicken and you know who the super chicken is, they're often the one that has all the answers. They're a little bit of a bully. They they always have to get their way and they're often right. But the problem is they don't collaborate. So you can't have any super chickens on your team. You got to have a balanced team of people who bring different strengths and weaknesses um, together. And then you've got to get them to work together. And it's really, and it's so much fun when you have a collaborative team and you get up in the morning, you can't wait to take a phone call. You can't wait to get on a conference call. You can't wait to be in a meeting. Yeah. And so, and it's an area where people don't, when they're initially an entrepreneur, they focus more on skills. I need a person to do this. I need a person to do that. And they often don't realize this until later on in their career, how important it is to get the dynamics right, not just the skill set. Mm-hmm. And so I try to put a lot of focus on that. And, you know, in the case of Isolate, we built the whole entire team um, around people, for the most part, that we knew. And we knew we'd work together and be a good fit. And the same with the exchange point. I think we've got about 16 people um, collaborating on exchange point. And I think about of the 16, probably 12 or 13 of them have worked together on and off for 25 years. So, and then we've brought in some people that we needed from different skill sets, but these are all people that were vetted for the most part through people we knew. So as you get older, you take less chances on on your management um, talent. Of course, you have access to more people, so mm-hmm. it's easier. But for a young entrepreneur, it's often really good to get a mentor, get somebody that has some experience and, and that can help you build a collaborative team. And I always loved that name, collaborism, because mm-hmm. it just, you know, it just resonated with me. It really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like that's what I've seen, you know, sometimes it's not sometimes it's a lot of the skills, but it's about the dynamics, how teams can work together. And I really like that uh, chicken story you told me. I'll definitely go back and read more about it. Uh Yeah, the another thing I'm quite curious about, like in the past podcast, I was discussing with my friend, like we have access to Internet now. We can even get any information we want. But probably like when you started, you know, pretty long back and now like internet evolved and matured over time. Like, you know, what was that change when you worked on this technology when the internet itself was pretty new? Well, I go all the way back to the mid 80s and I was going to grad school at NYU, a program called ITP, Interactive Technology Program. And we were studying the, you know, the internet as it was developing. And back then, it wasn't really an internet. There was ARPANET, and that was the you know government um, uh, infrastructure that became the internet. But we were working on early um, video tech services. We were like these were walled garden internets, and um, they you know like uh, uh, Trinitex, which was IBM, CBS, Sears launched this. Um, service, this, um, you know, service where you could buy stuff like e-commerce. And then there was a, a, uh, another service called Grassroots. And it was a service for farmers where they could get, you know, help on fertilizers and weather reports and all this kind of stuff. And we were studying back then, like as the internet was developing these different services. So I kind of watched this you know, firsthand and, and, and there's no substitute 
for getting yourself immersed in, in things because as you get to know them, you get more comfortable, you get a sense for where things are going and that becomes your idea for your business. And, you know, I'm always skeptical of somebody who comes up with a business idea that hasn't been immersed in the problem they're trying to solve. Um, but I love when I see somebody who's been immersed in, in the industry working on a problem says, you know what? There's a gotta be a better way to do it and goes out and figures that, you know, figures that out. But anyways, I was right there in the beginning. I was just fortunate enough to um, be studying the internet as it was developing, looking at the predecessor services, compu- you know, all the different services that were sort of coming together at the time, con- kind of conspiring to ultimately become the internet. And uh, that was really helpful on, on my journey. Yeah, that's really awesome how you kind of saw the evolution of the internet. And I really like that point you brought up, you know, the need of understanding a problem of an industry and, you know, having that urge to go and solve it is something definitely, you know, we could like learn as we go uh, kind of a thing, especially the young entrepreneurs who are trying to figure out, you know, what idea should I work on? But it comes down to that, what problem you are trying to solve kind of a thing. Yeah. And I've been like touch. Yeah, touch with, you know, all the members of collaborism, especially RT Loftus. And, you know, she's one of the top 100 influencers of IoT uh, space now. And I'm also touch with Shrey. Uh, Shrey got his job um, in LA. And then I, I moved to LA and I had a chance to meet him. We had such a good time hanging out. And now he's like working in Tesla. So I was super excited to hear his story. He shared his story with me. Um, and I think like, uh, we kind of saw this behavior in them, like that need of being self-motivated and, you know, going after their dreams to achieve in RT and Shrey. Uh, what, what do you, you know, look in like this young entrepreneurs or, you know, the people who are trying to get into tech, like, you know, what, what qualities do you look in them? Well, the first thing I would say is Artie and Shri are just world-class people, incredibly smart, motivated, hardworking. I mean, they're just, uh, Amazing, right? So, yeah. um, it's wonderful when you get to my point in your career where you can <clears throat> work with young talent, help mentor them. Um, they help you. Um, they bring a completely different perspective to the table. It's so important to have people from different demographics, all walks of life in your business because we live in a very diverse world. You're not going to see the truth unless you're surrounded by um, people that think differently, um, you know, live differently. So <clears throat> having young people is really important um, in, in anything that you do. And so one of the things I've always believed in is, is internship is um, bringing in young people typically while they're in college, shortly after college, and immerse them right in, like throw them right in the middle. Like like they get to see everything. They get to come to all the meetings. They get to see, um, you know, how the donuts are getting made. You know, they're not like doing um, little tasks. You put, the, you throw them right in the middle of you, get, allow them to, to witness everything that's going on so they can see the big picture. And when you do that, you'd be, you're, it's, you'd be shocked at, um, the, the ideas that come out of these young people. Um, because they're, 
they have a different lens they're seeing um, the world through and a different lens than you are. And often they come up with ideas or uh, solutions that are just just brilliant. So I love working with uh, young people. I've been fortunate to have um, one of my my dearest friends and colleagues, Cynthia Arton, who, you know, um, has run um, a a internship program for, let's call it the 25 years that we've been together and the just the, the amount of just talent that we've seen come through that program is amazing. They've all gone on like yourself and Shri and Artie to have great jobs and do great things. And you get a lot of pleasure out of seeing this. Like when you see, you know, you go to their LinkedIn profile and you go, oh, my God, look where Shri is now. You know, it's it. you just feel you feel really good when you see people um, advancing. And uh, the other thing that's great about internships, you know, when people are going to college and during the summers and even winter break, they can jump into a few different things. Because often, you know, people don't know, young people don't know what they like. And so, you know, having these intern programs where they can immerse themselves in something and they say, you know, this is really cool. I love this. Or, you know, this isn't for me. Because probably the most important thing for young people is like think of like a Venn diagram. Things I'm really good at, mm-hmm. and things I like to do. If you can find um, a job or a career or a business where you hit that intersection, things that you're good at and things that you like to do, oh boy, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna love getting up every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the, like when kids are in college, they're studying, they're working hard. They sort of need to spend as much time answering those questions, those two questions. What is it that I'm really good at? You know? Um, and, and because if I'm good at something, people's gonna, people are gonna really value it. And then you have the wind at your back. And then what do I really like to do? Cause if I like to do something, I'm gonna work harder. It, it's more gratifying. Uh, I'm gonna feel good. And, and and those are the things that and so young people need to use that that time those summers to explore uh, you know what is it that they really want to do and what's going to make them happy because it, it's if if you think if being an entrepreneur is about oh well you know I can make a lot of money because if I you know if, if this business hits you're you're doomed mm-hmm. you have to do this for the love of it. You have to do it because you you feel like you ha- you're on a mission to change something that you're contrarian or um, you're intellectually curious. You you don't accept the way things are done, and if you have that desire inside you to go and change things for the better, um, then that's that's a good motivation. If the motivation is oh well you know entrepreneurs make a lot of money, well I'm going to tell you right now that's not going to turn out well for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I really enjoyed this perspective, especially, you know, like what I've learned is that innovation, that diversity in thoughts is so important. And I think like you thinking about these young people and, you know, giving them this exposure and, you know, see what ideas comes up is something very interesting. And I think like that Venn diagram formula you give, I'm going to like tell that to my friends too. And I think like, you know, what is that you're good at and what you want to be something that I think like many uh, entrepreneurs struggle with that, you know, what is that? 
idea and to pursue and kind of a thing. And I think I really like that perspective. Uh, what are your any, you know, what are your words of wisdom to our audience today? I know you covered a lot of stuff, but are there any specific things you like to tell them? Well, you know, uh, it, there's, it, there's probably nothing more gratifying than creating something um, from scratch, creating a, you know, a business and launching it. Um, it's, it's, it's so special in so many ways. Um, and when, when they get off the ground and you, you see, you know, they start off as a, an idea and then, you know, then they're a baby and infant and then they start, they become a toddler. And before you know, they're grown up. They're like people, these businesses. And, um, you know, they often turn out very different than, you know, you start, you know, there's a lot of pivoting in business. That's why you have to, you got to be able to play jazz. You know, the world is constantly shifting around you and you got to be able to shift too. But my work, you know, what I would say to young people is, um, one, um, get yourself involved deeply in things that you like and learn the trade and learn the business. And because it's your aptitude, not necessarily your IQ, it's your aptitude around something that will spawn the idea that will create the business. And once you do that and remember, you can't do these things all on your own. And, and by the way, they're, they're not fun to do on your own. They're fun when you're doing it with people you love to be around. So remember to, when you start building that team, find some people with some experience that have lived through, you know, these startups that can make your life a lot easier, can get rid of the friction, compliment yourself with people that have skills that you don't have, reward them for being different and special. Um, bring diversity in so that you don't get tunnel vision. You don't see, you know, you, you get to see a broad lens. You get to see the, the, you know, how the world is really working rather than being, you know, myopic. So those are all things I think you can, you can do. And, um, but there's probably nothing more important than finding something that you're good at and you love to do. Cause if you do that, everything gets easy and um, don't focus on, on the money, focus on achievement, um, focus on growth, um, focus on having fun, um, focus on learning, uh, focus on building great teams. All of those things will, will lead you to the success that you, you want and the economic um, outcome that you're looking for. Um, so that would be my sort of words of uh, words of wisdom. And the other thing, um, they don't all work out. And sometimes your your the things that don't work out become even more important than the things that do because you learn so much f- for them. You can't expect to get up at the plate and hit the home run the first time. If you do, well, that's great. But you have to have enough tenacity that if you don't, it doesn't work out to learn from it and then get back up at the plate again. Sometimes it takes two, three, four, five times uh, before an entree. And you always hear, oh, well, Joe, you know, he's, he's worth all this money. He had this great thing. And then you sit down with Joe and Joe's like, yeah, well, that's true. But let me tell you about the, the three failures I had before it. And, but with each failure, that person learned and, you know, and, 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 and changed and developed. 
And it was that change in development that led to the success. So don't let failure um, be a liability. Let it be an asset um, along the way. And don't be afraid of failure, too. Don't be afraid to say, well, I can't take this chance because um, I'm afraid to fail. Right. You you, you have to be willing um, to fail, to succeed. So you and you can't be afraid of it. And also, if you've got a good team of people around you, failure is a lot less likely to happen. And if it does, it's not as big a body blow. Yeah, I, I really like that how you mentioned that failure is an assets and all those, you know, insights you um, spoke about that character of like learning from those failures and applying to the next step. And uh, it's it's very super insightful. And, you know, the reason for starting this podcast is to bring these stories and insights from people like you to people, you know, uh, everyone, especially in the innovation space where it's, it's so much about people. It's so much about perspectives and diversifying and inclusion and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed having you on the podcast, David. It's been such an awesome time. And, you know, it opened up my mind in like so many levels and I believe it's going to do the same for everyone who's going to listen to this. We'll definitely stay in touch with you and then, you know, follow all your work and all the companies you are working on and yeah, keep learning from you. Thank you so much. Thanks a ton, John. I really appreciate spending the time with you.